this week on the step back i talk about the houston rockets success the dallas mavericks struggle the resurgence of the wizards and go over my award picks and all-star picks for this season Welcome to the step back. I'm Andrew. Let's get right into things. First thing I want to talk about this week is the Houston Rockets. And I've been waiting a while to just start like going in depth about the Rockets since the Harden trade. And I was hesitant to talk about them earlier because they were still trying to figure things out. Team is really injured and they haven't really played with their full roster until recently. And so now they're on this six game winning streak. Um, they haven't beat too many good teams. They've beaten some some bad teams. Like they beat the Pistons, the Mavericks, the Wizards, the Blazers, which I would say that's a good team, the Pelicans, and the Thunder. And right now, all those teams besides the Blazers are under 500. So there's a lot to think about here, but. I think this team has a lot of potential to when they get, if they can get into the playoffs to maybe upset one of the higher seeded teams, just because this team has found its identity. And that identity is that they're a tough team. They play defense. They play hard on defense and they don't give in. A lot of these games and games earlier in the season, even when guys were out, they would be down 20 points after the second quarter, and then they come back and make a late push, and it ends up becoming a close game. And th- this, to me, has been my favorite team to watch all season. Part of that is because I am a Rockets fan, and I do like watching my team. But this team has just been incredibly fun to watch because they're always in a close game. And right now, this is one of the best defenses in the league. Right now, they're third in defensive rating. <clears throat> but if you want to talk about, you know, since the Harden trade, they're first in defensive rating since the Harden trade, and they're 15th in offensive rating since the Harden trade. Now, again, they haven't beat these great teams. And we'll see how that is for them in the future. Now, they don't have necessarily a tough schedule going forward. They're playing the Thunder twice. They're playing the Grizzlies, the Spurs, and then they play Hornets, Heat, Pelicans. Um, and they don't really get a, a tough game until like mid-February where they have to play the Rockets. Not the Rockets. They have to play the 76ers. I guess the Heat, now that their guys are back from injury, that's a tough game. Um, the Spurs are good. The Grizzlies are good. But they're not playing. They don't have to play in these top teams for a while, so that'll help them definitely in terms of in terms of record, and then give them a little more time to gel with each other now that everyone's healthy. <clears throat> but with the way the Rockets have been playing, I'm as a a Rockets fan, I'm kind of conflicted. 
because I would love for this team to be good this season. But at the same time, I'm not quite sure where the future of this team is. It seems like Christian Wood is an all-star level player at this point. I'll get a little bit into that later. And, uh, and they have Wall uh, on the books for the next three seasons. Oladipo expires this season. Tucker expires. Uh, Gordon's on the books for the next few seasons. And so I'm not really sure where this team's future is outside of Christian Wood. But again, he's only here for three seasons and they would have to re-sign him. And I guess right now the the Rockets have no incentive to tank. Earlier in the season, when you know the Harden trade just happened, team was losing games. They were like four and nine. Things weren't looking too good. And part of me just wanted the team to tank, try to get the worst record possible, uh, try to keep your pick that's top four protected this year. But with the way the team has been playing, there's not that incentive to tank to me. Because Houston, no matter what, is going to have two first-round picks in this next draft. And so, as long as Houston has a better record than OKC and Miami, there's really no reason for them to tank because then they'll just keep their own pick. So they, they would still have control over that. Um. And then they do have uh, the swap between Brooklyn and Portland where they just get whichever one they want, the better pick, I guess. But as it stands right now, Houston is looking like it's a better team than OKC, and we'll see how Miami continues and if Miami can catch up in terms of record. But as you know, if Houston has the better record, the, the pick swap this year doesn't matter to them. Right? And at the beginning of the season, the whole point to not trade hard, to not trade Westbrook, the thought was, well, the Rockets don't have control of their own pick this season. And with the moves they made in the offseason, with the trades they made this season, it looks like they can still be competitive this year and maybe in years future. But, you know, even if, if they choose not to re-sign Oladipo, maybe they choose to trade him later in the season or do a sign-in trade in the offseason. They have, I guess, options to tank in the future. I don't, I don't know if they'll necessarily tank. But the next few seasons, they do own their own pick until, I believe, 2025 when they have the another swap with OKC. And, you know, this year they also have the Detroit pick, but that's lottery protect, protected or top 16 protected. So, they're, yeah, they're not getting anywhere near that. But to me, it'll be interesting to see what the Rockets do moving forward. Because they have a lot of promising young guys, which, which you really haven't been able to say about the Rockets in you know, the past five years or so. You know, all they had was basically Clint Capella. Um, but now this team has Christian Wood, Jason Tate, who I believe has been starting. Yes, he has been starting uh, alongside P.J. Tucker. Um, they drafted K.J. Martin, who is very athletic in, in the limited minutes he has been given. He looks like he can be a player, hopefully. Mason Jones, who 
when he's played, he's been very, very solid. And he's on a two-way right now. Uh, and then who they have a... I think that... Oh, Christian Wood, yeah. I think that's pretty much it in terms of you know, young players on that team. But now they're going to have more draft picks and to bring in some more young guys. I forgot, like, Rodi Kuruks, who I, uh, he never plays. He hasn't really played since he's been here. But now they'll have these draft picks to come and maybe draft some more young guys. And I guess what I'd like to see Houston do... You know, I'm at... <sighs> I'm not sure what I'd like to see Houston do because it's fun being a competitive team and you know your your team's going to compete every night. But I'm not sure that that's the best plan for the future. Like, I, I don't know if keeping Oladipo is the best plan for the future. Oladipo's like 28, 29. You sign him to like a four-year deal. You know, by the time that ends, he'll be 32. I would... I believe he's he's still gonna be a very solid player till thirty two, but I don't know if I want to tie up money, uh, especially when Christian Wood will be a free agent before that contract ends. Obviously, John Wall will have his contract um, his contract will be done by then, and Eric Gordon will be done by then, so there will be money. But I think there's other moves that can be made. So one move that I've been thinking about recently is. Maybe the Rockets go for John Collins in free agency. And I know John Collins hasn't had the season I would say people have hoped him for him to have. Because the last couple of seasons he's been around like a 2010-29 guy. And I think, at least for me, my expectations is he'd be around there again. Right now he's like a 16-17 point a game guy with like 7 or 8 rebounds. And some of that is just he's not getting as many shots. And the rebounding, I'm not really concerned about because he's playing next to Clint Capella, who's leading the league in rebounding. Um, But I don't know how highly the Hawks value uh, John Collins. And it might be worth it for the Rockets, rather than re-sign... Oh, the depot in the offseason. Maybe they throw a max offer at John Collins. And people might say that's a little bit of an overplay or overpay for John Collins. But it could work out. John Collins is still young. He could still get better. And it's not like he wouldn't fit with Christian Wood. And with John Wall here, there's still, you know, a, a guard that can pass. Eric Gordon, he can play make. Um, and I, 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 I think that would be very interesting to see a John, uh, John Collins and Christian Wood front court pairing for the Rockets. It would also bring a little bit more youth to the team. And I, I, I would like to see John Collins in a Rocket uniform. Now. Another move the Rockets could do, again, with John trying to get John Collins, is maybe the Hawks don't really value and use some of the picks that you got from Brooklyn and use those to maybe acquire John Collins now. That way you have his 
uh, rights as a restricted free agent, so you don't have to worry about about um, the Atlanta Hawks maybe matching an offer for him. Uh, I don't think that's the route to go because I I don't. If you're trading for John Collins, you're probably the the Rockets would probably just max him in the offseason. I feel like the Hawks might not be willing to match a max offer sheet for John Collins. But then again, uh they don't they're not really getting any big free agents and it would be a blow to the team if if they lost John Collins this year. So that might not even be a possibility, but it's definitely something to think about if you're the Rockets. Uh, if not, I, I'm not sure what they do with Old Depot still. Because he's been good, definitely playmaking-wise, but he hasn't shot the, belt, the ball particularly well with the Rockets. Uh, he's got like a 44% true shooting percentage since he's been here, uh, which is a little concerning, but I'm... Sh- that feels too low to me for that to continue. And I'm confident that Oladipo will kind of get back on track. But God, I have loved watching the Rockets this season. What what a treat to watch. It's I thought I was going to have to watch this bad team struggle, you know, have like a horrible record. We don't even get to keep our pick. We get... Miami's pick they're in the playoffs um but so it's it's been nice definitely as a Rockets fan to have a team that you know seems to have good chemistry and plays hard every night and is always going to be competitive so we'll see what happens with the with Houston now on the other side we have the Mavericks who have lost six games in a row uh, the Mavericks have had a rough stretch. And Porzingis has been back for all these six games. I know they had some other guys in and out of the lineups, and Porzingis hasn't played in all six of these games. But he has played in some of them. And they lost two games to the Jazz, in which they looked totally unprepared. Now, they, they lost the first one, had a back-to-pack, and I don't remember if it was exactly back-to-back, but they played the Jazz a second time in a row. And they looked totally unprepared to face the team again. And that's a mid... Uh, it was Donovan Mitchell wasn't even playing that game. And they just... After the first quarter, they're down like 20, 25 points, and they just look completely crushed. And then uh, they did play two games against the Suns. Those were close games. And they lost the second one at the buzzer. But it's still concerning for the Mavericks. Because a lot of people had high expectations for this team. I think they overachieved a little bit last season taking the, the six, uh, Clippers to six games. Um, and coming into this season, Luka was definitely an MVP favorite. People thought the Mavericks were going to definitely be in the playoffs. And right now, they're struggling a bit. And if we look at the Western Conference standings, we have the Clippers, Jazz, Lakers, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, Blazers. And then right now, if the playoffs ended today, the playing teams would be the Rockets and the Spurs. And the West all around has been extremely, extremely competitive. 
you know, aside from the the Wolves, I I could see every team in the West team like seeds right now nine through fourteen be competing for those seven, eight, nine, ten spots. You know, uh, the Kings aren't far behind the Spurs. The Thunder have somehow not been horrible this season. You know, the Mavericks have underachieved to me, and the Pelicans. I, I mean, probably the second worst team in the conference right now. That's, that roster doesn't really fit well. I've talked about them a lot. But the Mavericks have kind of dug themselves a hole right now. And Luka came out uh, in an interview and he said, you know, this this team, we look like we don't really care if we win or lose. And maybe some of that is, is a mental thing for this team that they have to overcome. And, you know, they're in a hole right now, but I don't think... I don't think that they can't get out of this hole, uh, especially with how close the teams are. Like, uh, they're only three games behind the Rockets and the Blazers, who are eight and nine right now. So there's definitely some more to look forward to. But I, I think for this team, I, I think a little bit of why they're struggling is I think they miss Seth Curry a little bit. Uh, and they didn't quite realize they would miss him, his playmaking, ball handling, and shooting. Now, Josh Richardson has been good defensively. He's been solid offensively. But offensively, uh, he's not the same as Seth Curry. I've seen people say that this team is missing Steven Silas. Uh, I don't think that's true at all. Uh, they look like they're running pretty much the same offense they were last season. I don't think much has changed. Uh, I think a little bit is that they haven't adapted to the personnel so well. And maybe if they had Silas there, maybe they'd be able to adapt to their personnel better. But I don't think Silas would have changed too much um, that they wouldn't be able to fix. But I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the Mavericks can be doing better other than just playing better. They really have not played well this season. So we'll see what happens with the with the Mavs. And over the weekend, uh, the Brooklyn Nets lost to the Washington Wizards in a game in which nearly 300 points were scored with no overtime. So that says something about both teams to me. Uh, one, uh, the Nets don't play defense, uh, which we we knew, and the Wizards uh, also don't play defense, which we knew. But uh, you know, this was Westbrook's bounce back game. Um, a lot of people early in the season were saying Westbrook was washed. Um, I didn't necessarily think that was true. I think he was still dealing with his quad injury, and. You know, maybe maybe still had some side effects uh, left over from having COVID over the summer. Again, we don't really know the long-term side effects of that. But I, I definitely don't think Westbrook is washed. But what doesn't help is that the rest of the team, outside of Beal, outside of Westbrook, isn't very good. Uh, they have a rookie starting small forward, Denny Avdia, who Scott Brooks doesn't know what the hell to do with. They have Rui Hachimura, who's a solid player, but I'm not sure what else he can be. They're missing Thomas Bryant, who 
Didn't really help on defense. But again, was an important player to them. Now they have Robin Lopez starting. And their bench is like Ish Smith, Raul Nato, Troy Brown, uh, Garrison Matthews. I don't even know who else is on this team. You know? So just, oh, Davis Bertans. Uh, I, I don't know where the Wizards go from here because I don't know how much better they can be. They're in a deep deep hole they're four and twelve they're worse than the pistons and the timberwolves right now uh i do think they can still compete for one of the playing spots but as it stands you know they're gonna have to beat out the heat who i think have been much much will be much much better with all their guys back the magic who despite all their injuries have not sucked as much as I thought they would. The Raptors, who I expect to be better. The Knicks, who've been playing great defense. The Bulls, who look improved from last season. The Hornets, the Cavs, the Hawks. So, it's going to be tough for them to get to the playing spot. Now, Beal said he doesn't want to be traded. The Wizards have stated that they're not trading Beal. I don't know what moves this team can make in order for them to be better. Because even if they do have a good Westbrook game, they just gave up 146, 147 points. Again, that was the Brooklyn Nets, but it was the Brooklyn Nets, I believe, without James Harden. You know? This Wizards team is... Even if I think Buell and Westbrook averaged 30 points this season... I think Westbrook could average a 30-point triple-double and Beal could average 35, and I still don't know if this team would make the playoffs because the rest of the roster is that bad. Burton somehow forgot how to shoot. He got a massive contract in free agency. He he has not been good this season. And the rest of that bench is not good. Robin Lopez is declining, has already declined. And there's not much left for them to, to do. They don't really have money to sign guys maybe in the upcoming offseason. So I just I don't know what the Wizards is doing. And I don't think they're going to fire Scott Brooks, which would probably be the, the best move to do at this moment. I don't know. But with that, uh, do you want to talk about you know some more fun stuff? Uh, so we're just a little bit over a quarter of the way through the season. And so I want to do my quarter season award picks. So MVP right now, um, for me, it has to be Embiid. Uh, best team, best record. When he is playing, this Sixers team is the Sixers team is amazing offensively and defensively. When he's not on the court, this team is just not as good. And some of that has to do with Ben Simmons needs to be a little bit more aggressive. When he's playing without Embiid. And they're starting to figure that out. As of the more recent games. But Embiid is. Like is the Sexers right now. And he is. I want to say carrying them. But he is the force that is driving them. My my runner up. I just don't think. Uh, he has the record at the moment. Is uh, Jokic. I think if the Nuggets can get a top two seed, I think it becomes more of a conversation between him and Embiid because I think Jokic has been uh, 
probably the best player in basketball this season. He has been phenomenal. I, I don't know about best, but he's been one. He's been a top five player for me this season. And if the Nuggets did have a better record, I probably would have him at MVP. But right now, just again, I, I think the thing for me that's separating Embiid and Jokic right now is record. So uh, that's why I have Embiid. Uh, coach of the year, I have Quinn Snyder. Uh, this Jazz team has been great. Uh, I think a little bit. I don't know about overachieve, but I think they're ahead of where people expected them to be. And I think Quinn Snyder has just done a great job, great job coaching this team. Sixth man of the year, Jordan Clarkson. Um, yeah, he's the reason that the Jazz can survive without Donovan Mitchell on the floor. Uh, and he's scoring 18 points a game. So for me, he's hands down sixth man of the year. Great team. Uh, and he's one of the reasons why they're a great team. Not, not to mention, they got on a steal of a contract. I don't know how that happened. I don't know why nobody ever wanted Jordan Clarkson this offseason. Or maybe he just wanted that contract. Rookie of the year. This one is the hardest one for me to decide. It's either between Halliburton or LaMelo Ball. Uh, I don't think any of the other rookies have been particularly impressive outside these two. And even these two, while they have been impressive, neither one is really a front runner to me. Um, I, I, for me, I, I'd probably say Halliburton as of right now. I just think he's been more important to the Kings success. He's than uh LaMelo ball has been to the Hornets. I think LaMelo has been great for the Hornets, but I think he's been a little bit inconsistent. I think Halliburton's just been in, he's been very consistent and he's just kind of the glue for the Kings right now. So I think I'm going to go with Halliburton based on that. And the most improved player for me is Christian Wood. The other, the only other guy I think I'd really consider here is Jeremy Grant, who basically doubled all of his averages, increased his efficiency, uh, is playing good defense this season. Uh, the, the reason I want to go with Wood here is just because I don't think the Pistons are going to be very good this season. And Wood is going to be a guy who's 23, 24, and 10 on potentially a Western Conference playoff team and potentially an all-star this season. Whereas I think I don't really think Jeremy Grant is going to get any all-star consideration. Or much all-star consideration. So uh, those are my awards. And now I want to go to my... All-star picks. <clears throat> All-star voting just opened up not too long ago. So I thought I'd share what, who I think should be the All-Stars this season. In the East, I have Jalen Brown, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Giannis, uh, Joel Embiid, Bradley Beal, DeMontis Sabonis, Jason Tatum, Julius Randle, Kyrie Irving. And then that last spot. I had a bunch of guys who I didn't really know who to choose from. It was between Zach Levine, Colin Sexton, Vucevic, Brogdon, Tobias Harris, uh, Jeremy Grant. And I think for me, I'm, I'm going to go with Sexton right now just because the Cavs have shocked me. Uh, Cavs are currently in the playoff race. I don't... Uh, 
they've got a better record than the Bulls right now. I think Sexton's the most approved uh, candidate. Uh, Brogdon, I think, would probably get in. Uh, I think he's been very, very good this season. I don't think Vooch is getting in. I don't think Grant is getting in. I think Zach Levine is close. So we'll see. But that's who I have right now. In the West, I have LeBron, Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Luka, Steph Curry, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Paul George, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, Christian Wood, and Devin Booker. And now I think you could make an argument uh, maybe for you know, Wood or Booker or someone else uh, that it should be uh, Brandon Ingram, Zion, Fox. I would have loved to be able to say C.J. McCollum. All-star, 2021. But I don't think he's going to get to the necessary games played to me. Which is so unfortunate because I think he was absolutely playing like an all-star this season. I think this is his one chance to actually get in with all these guys going uh, east. So that's unfortunate. But I don't, I don't think Ingram or Zion have been good enough to get in over anyone else. And same thing with Fox. I just think Booker would have been better. I think Gobert is deserving of a spot, especially considering how good the Jazz are. So that's who I have. And now, finally, on to power rankings. So last week, I had Lakers, Sixers, Clippers, Bucks, Jazz, Celtics, Nets, Pacers, Denver, Portland. This week, I have Lakers, Sixers, Jazz, Clippers, Bucks, Nets, Nuggets, Celtics, Blazers, Suns. So biggest change here is I have completely dropped out the Pacers. Uh, I think the Pacers have slowed down quite a bit from where they have been in the past. I moved the Jazz up two spots. Uh, I think I'd probably have them a little bit higher maybe if Mitchell was playing. We, we would get to see... You know what he is with them. Um, Lakers, I just still think have been the most consistent team. Sixers, again, even when Joel Embiid doesn't play, I think they've been very good. Clippers, again, they're with the Jazz and Sixers right now. With uh, to me, the Bucks, I just I think the Bucks can be so much better, but their defense just has not been there this season. Nets. Offense, phenomenal. Defense, trash. We'll see where they go. Nuggets, uh, since getting Michael Porter Jr. back, been much better. Um, Celtics, nothing has really changed so much with them other than Kemba just needs to be better, and I think other teams have just been better than them right now. Blazers, even injured, I think the Blazers are doing very well for themselves. And then the Suns. Uh, Booker's back. I think they'll they'll start climbing the the rankings. I do want to keep an eye on Memphis, though, as they do play more games. And maybe Jaron Jackson Jr. comes back. So we'll see. But they've been they've been also really solid. I just don't I don't feel comfortable ranking Memphis with how many games they've missed. 
So, with that, this has been The Step Back. I've been Andrew. I'll see you next week.